0: Hello and welcome to the Red Couch Podcast. I am your host, Ben Harrietha. Summer is rapidly approaching, although if you looked at the weather outside and the temperature, you probably wouldn't know it. Uh, so this week on the podcast, we have our uh, resident summer expert, as I am calling her, that's Zoe Alexandra King, to help us plan for the lovely weather. Zoe, welcome.
1: Wow, I love that introduction. and Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today, Ben. I am so excited. To kind of chat with you about what students can get up to this summer.
0: Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be super sick. Um, because all, all, I mean, at the time of recording this, yesterday was orientation, and all I talked about was the navigator because, mm-hmm. uh, people were so interested in the navigator because during the summer semesters, mostly the students who go to PHR are, are international students. So I was like, here, get this, you know. Pick up the Navigator, check out the stuff in there, check out the stuff in there. I'm like, there's some really cool restaurants in there, you know. So, yeah, super stoked to have a chance to actually, like, go a little bit more in depth about what students can uh, um, check out in London this summer. And also a little bit about you, because you've never been on the podcast before.
1: Oh, that's nice. Um, I'm excited to talk about myself. I love to talk about myself. Um, <laughs> it's, the <but> most, <laughs>
0: it's the most fun thing ever. So, so why, not, why don't you go, why, go ahead, tell us about yourself.
1: Well, before I get into all the details about my very interesting life, just kidding, Um, a little bit about the Navigator. It has so many, like different articles that the interior band writers would have put in about just things in general that you guys can like do in the summer so like you were saying ben like for internationals but even for like domestic students as well like people who are from london like i've run into so many um domestic students who have been like i've lived here for my entire life or i've i've lived in canada and i've never heard of this place before um so i really the you know the whole point of the navigator is to really bring these places to life and make sure that students get the the college experience and can really take full advantage of London, especially in the summertime
0: totally yeah, like like li- you're exactly right, because yeah, I've been living in London, oh God, uh, it's gonna be it'll be four years this september, uh and there's still I'm still finding new stuff every day, mm-hmm. uh, especially now that I live downtown and like I walk around uh, a lot. It's like I'll walk by someplace and I'll be like, "Oh, I should go check that out," you know. Um, so yeah, the navigator is a really great like I feel like it's a really great like jumping off point.
1: Yeah, especially because so many students like you. You said like you're now downtown and stuff, but a lot of students tend to rent downtown. So they're almost confined to that Richmond Street. And even like Fanshawe students being on that Oxford Street as well, they don't really get to see like the hidden gems that London really has to offer. And when you actually take a look at it, London's like... It is quite vague, like it's no Toronto or anything, but it is quite a big space that has so much for students to explore. So if you feel like you've seen everything, students out there, I guarantee you that you have not. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. And with that introduction of The Navigator, Zoe, give us a little introduction of yourself.
1: Okay, well, my name is Zoe Alexandra King, like Ben said, and I work for the Publications Office at the Financial Student Union. And I'm very happy to say that I wear quite a few hats there. I was brought on as the Junior Advertising Representative. So basically that role consists of making sure that there is sponsorship for all of our products. So like we've been talking about the Navigator Magazine. That is one of our products that one of my roles as the advertising rep is to make sure that we have companies sponsoring us. Um, and then a little bit later on after assuming that role, I actually started working for the interior bank as well and writing some articles, which gave me a chance to really explore London even more. Um, and Ben has actually like told me that he's read some of my articles about my recent. Features at the Grand, which is a theater downtown. And that was so far this season has just concluded. And can I just say, I'm so excited for the new season to start in September because being able to review and preview uh, plays and productions at the Grand has been so amazing. Um, but that's a little bit about my work life at the FSU. And I'm actually doing my co-op there this summer as well. Where I'm gonna be taking on a bit more role, a bit more of a bigger role in the biz booth, which is where students can purchase tickets for hockey games and stuff like that. Like there's a, there's like an arcades, not an arcade section. What am I saying? I think there's like a room that always yeah, like
0: games room or whatever with like yeah, pool and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, with the pool table. So getting my hands involved in that a little bit more to uh further pursue my studies because I am still a student at Ferrandsholm. So very, very busy life I have, but I love working for the FSU and being able to do things like this and chat with one of my colleagues on a podcast on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah,
0: what's 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 not to love, you know? Um. So uh, you mentioned you mentioned the place up, and we're going to talk about that later. I I want to talk more about that because. Your your play reviews have been awesome. They've been really really cool. Um so uh so you're from Barbados, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, I am from Barbados. Could you tell me a little bit about where you're from? So Barbados is very small and I know I was talking about how London can be considered small, but Barbados is smaller. Um Barbados is a Caribbean island. It's near Trinidad and Tobago. If you do you know Trinidad?
0: I'm familiar with it I don't know the exact area but I know of Trinidad
1: yeah so like it's just along the island chains um it's 166 square miles fun fact it's very small wow. um then you know it, it's a very it's tourist destination it's a paradise spot and I am very excited that I'm going back there next week Wednesday For a short vacation, I'm going for 10 days to see my family and surprise some of my friends. But honestly, if anyone listening or even you, Ben, get a chance to visit Barbados, I would say to do it. It's a pretty amazing place to visit and to live. Um, The only reason why I chose to move to Canada is because it's more experience for me and like a more developed country, because Barbados, Barbados is an island. It's it's quite on that laid back lifestyle. Everyone's on island time. Um, So I did want to have the experience of a bit more hustle and bustle um, and more city life. So, but that's kind of the extent. Barbados has beaches, beautiful beaches, bars if you're of age, lots of fun to go drinking at the bars. The drinking age, I believe is 18, it used to be 16, and I think it just changed a few years ago. Um, And of course, beautiful RiRi Rihanna is from Barbados, so we are always very proud to tell people where we are from, because they tend to relate Barbados and Rihanna all the time. So that's always a lovely feature um, when I tell anyone I'm from Barbados.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I remember you writing the, uh, right after the Super Bowl halftime show, the article about mm-hmm. Rihanna and Barbados. And, and it was like a super cool article because you could, you could just tell that you were like super excited <laughs> that that you like, it was basically just an article gushing about how cool it was. That... <laughs> so, yeah. And I love it. It's great. Right. Um, so, uh, so what? Uh, sorry, what program are you taking at uh, at Fanshawe right now?
1: So I'm getting my degree in business management. So it's a four year program, and I'm I just finished my third year. So in September I will be entering my fourth year, my final year. And I had mentioned I'm doing my co op with the FSU this summer, but my co op schedule is actually for January to April. So. Hopefully, I'll be doing a second co-op with the FSU at that time, and then my last semester of school will be next year September to December. So, I say that I'm almost done, but a lot of people still tell me that that's a lot more to go.
0: <laughs> uh, that that final year is is always it's a it's a weird one. Right.
1: Such a weird one. It's so weird.
0: Well, especially yeah, I was only I was only in a two year program. I did three years of uh, I did three years of college because um, I did one year of computer science and then two years of journalism. But uh, the four year program, it's such a long time to be doing something, and like, and you get to that last year, and you're just like, oh wow, I'm like actually almost done.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the I, I the weirdest part is going to be when you graduate. I'm going to tell you that right now is like, because uh, for me it was like, um, I, I didn't think that it was like real. Yeah. Like I yeah. thought, I thought like it almost felt like I was on just like a vacation for a bit yeah. from school, and then when it really set in was like the September after I graduated. Hmm. When it was so, like- did
1: like, you work or anything after you had graduated?
0: I took uh so I took like two weeks off after I graduated just because I was like I just want to you know I want to go home back to Windsor I want to see some family um and uh and then like I just wanted to like you know relax chill it was May when I graduated and so the weather it was like mid-May and the weather was getting like really nice so I was like I just want to go around do some stuff in London while the weather's nice and I have time and then I uh I actually started working at um <laughs> I started just working at like a Home Depot yeah. right after I graduated which was hilarious at graduation everyone was talking about how they're all going to like you know my one friend has a job at CBC my other friend got a job at Global you know all this stuff and they're like oh where are you going Ben and I'm like Home Depot <laughs> <laughs> but uh I only worked there for 2 months cuz I got hired at the Bang in august
1: yeah okay okay well i've literally like everyone i feel like whilst you were saying that i know so many people who have similar journeys or they're kind like that after graduation kind of run period of what next um so i feel like you you're definitely not alone in that no
0: definitely not and i and i don't even think it's like necessarily like a bad thing to not go into your career that you studied for immediately, because of just how the job market is right now for most careers. Um, like, so I I knew that I knew for a fact that I probably wasn't going to land a really good journalism job right after college. Uh, yeah. So I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll just I just need a job that I can like work like forty hours a week and just basically so I can like feed myself and pay rent. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, i keep busy as well. I'm sure.
0: Oh my God, yeah, it's uh my uh my partner just moved home, and he currently uh he's he's taking like a like a couple weeks off, but he's already starting to be like, man, I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's been it's been three days.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully, like, I think next week it's supposed to be a bit of warmer weather. So, right now, like you were saying, it's all gloomy outside, but next week it will be warmer and hopefully he'll have more fun, like, being able to just be outside and won't be as bored, you know?
0: God, that's the hope. That's the hope. like uh like you said earlier you you are the junior ad rep in the publications office so you don't you're not you don't work for Interbank explicitly but you do a lot of writing for us yeah um so what originally like how did you originally get into writing for the Interbank did Hannah ask you or did you ask Hannah or like how how did that end up uh, come to fruition
1: well this is actually a really interesting fact so when I was in Barbados before I had moved here before I was brought on as um the junior advertising rep i believe that that i had applied for an interior buying journalism position um this part is a bit blurry because at the time i was kind of applying everywhere and but i do remember john was like no i saw like john is our boss and he was like i saw your application in for journalism and last year there was a time where i i wanted to pursue that a bit more when I brought in when I was brought in for junior ad rep So I actually spoke to John about it first and he was like, yeah, let's get you into writing. You can kind of do it on the side of your ad position and he knew how much I'm a busy bee. So whenever I was kind of stagnant, um he was like, you know, if you want to write in this time you can. So that's kind of how that was brought into place and He then spoke to Hannah, and then me and Hannah started doing meetings together, and she would bring me into the morning meetings, this was during the summer last year, so that's kind of how it began, I I wanted to fill up my time a bit more, and I did show an interest in writing, and on top of that, I just felt like, I don't know, there's always a little voice that I wanted to take out of my mind, and, and... put out there and i just felt like interior band was the perfect way to begin that if that makes sense
0: perfect yeah no that's a very i I think i I, you're right you're every time you're in the office you're always like um i you're always always doing something
1: (laughs) Uh, i'm always like like, if if i'm not working i'm like i need to do something
0: (laughs) oh man i am like the complete opposite i live for the moments of just like. I just sometimes will sit at my desk and be like, cool, I got like 15 minutes to just kind of do nothing for a bit, you know? Like, oh, wow, wow. that's <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> Well, it's, it's sometimes, sometimes I it's guess, just.
1: I wish that I would value that time, like how you're saying you do that, like you'll yeah. be like, oh, like I have to just kind of sit back, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like for me, and I wish that I need to get better at it, like how you're saying you do
0: sometimes yeah it's it's so much of journalism and like and like being a reporter is is kind of just waiting um which can be a little annoying but some i i've I've grown to really appreciate the kind of in-between periods between like like while waiting for someone to get back to me on a story or something um and you know where or or, and usually during these in-between periods i'm always like trying to like think of new ideas and stuff um Cause yeah, like, I don't know stories uh, for me, at least for me personally, like I can, I can usually write stories pretty quickly depending on the content. I find, uh, I find opinion pieces really hard to write in like a short amount of time.
1: I feel like I'm the complete opposite.
0: Really? See, see when it's like, um, when it's like, when it's like a news story, it's so easy for me to just be like, here's the facts, get it out done, you know? uh news and culture that's like easy easy money for me but for some reason opinion it's like it's really difficult for me which that's because i i love
1: like the different sides of journalism and like how everyone's the way that they write can be so like their preferences can be so drastically different um like I love hearing like that. you're like with the news uh, features, I was just like facts and then it's like done. And then like on my my perspective of that, it's like, I'm always scared that I'm, I don't know, that maybe I'm interpreting something wrong or, but then I'm still, still like very new to journalism. So maybe that's why, and like, I don't know, maybe you're more confident about getting the facts and putting it out there. Um, But I'm like the complete opposite. (laughs)
0: i think i think the quickest i've written a story was there was one day where i just i had an interview with someone and the interview went like super well and for some reason that just like gave me this burst of like inspiration and energy and i wrote like a 650 page uh not page jesus 650 word story in like 40 minutes
1: no way
0: yeah it was just it was basically i I just started typing and didn't stop typing until the story was done. um, and then I did like an editing pass. It took me all together like an hour to to get it like
1: out like the entire writing and editing it took you an hour,
0: yeah, about that,
1: well, Gosh, it takes me like two hours
0: <laughs> whereas like um whereas like writing something like uh, like the album reviews I would do. It takes me it would take me a long time to write those. It takes me like 2-3 days to write those.
1: <laughs> those are always so interesting to read though, but yeah, I could see that like maybe it would be a bit more difficult to find the words to really describe how the music makes you feel um or like what message you're trying to get across.
0: Yeah, it's it's really difficult to make the make it interesting First off, that's the biggest thing is I think just making it interesting. And then also just like, there's only so many ways you can say something is good, you know, before it starts to get kind of old. So I tried to, I tried to, with later reviews, I tried to start like talking a little bit more about the background of the album and like kind of the themes and stuff of the album. Because I thought that was more interesting to touch on than just being like, the music is good. You know, yeah, <laughs> uh, and so, um, but yeah, it did and plus, you know, with uh, with doing music reviews, it's like I gotta listen to the I usually listen to the album at least like two, three times before I even mm-hmm. start writing. Uh, and I'm taking notes while I'm listening um of uh, and noting stuff I like, noting some songs I like,, uh, and then I'll like I'll go read what other people have been saying about it um, as well, uh, both, like, I, I, I like to look at, because I, I usually talk about a lot of older albums, I like to look at contemporary reviews, so, like, current reviews and stuff, and then reviews from the time, like, uh, because certain albums have, uh, you know, when they came out, they were regarded, they weren't regarded very highly, but then now have, uh, been seen as, like, a cult classic, right? But then, it's the opposite for certain other albums, where they used to be seen as really, really good, and now they're seen as uh, not good. So I like to see what people are saying about the album, both when it came out and now. And it's just it's a, it's a lot of work, and writing writing a review is really hard, and condensing it is the other thing.
1: I remember when you were doing that, uh, in Band Rewind for. All of the staff like you were taking all of the employees uh mm-hmm. songs that they had liked from back in the day mm-hmm. and i remember when i had done my section for you that like one of the things that i because i again struggled like how you were saying like how do i describe a song but i just kind of pulled from like the emotions behind like why i liked that song. Uh, and I I don't know if that was interesting for people to read or not. Like, what did you think? Like, what did you read about? Oh, I
0: liked it. I liked it, and I thought it was a it was a really cool pick. Also, I remember I remember what it was. It was uh it was Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Uh, their yeah. I think it was their debut album.
1: And... Yeah.
0: And yeah, and you, and you said your favorite song off of it, I believe, was Face Down, which is a good tune. That's a great song.
1: yeah i love that song to this day and just like just to repeat what i had in that article for van saying that my older sister Mm -hmm. is almost 10 years older than me and she would always be playing that song like in her teenage years and just like the nostalgia of hearing that song every like religiously every time i hear that song it just like transports me back to when i was like nine years old seeing like my older sister putting on her makeup listening to like would you even say that that's like heavy like like rock like so like yeah
0: like, uh, it's kind of oh man it's like it's like alt rock going kind of into a little bit of like punk post-punk a little bit
1: yeah
0: uh, um but it's 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 a it's a good song that's that is a that that band has a lot of actually pretty good stuff. Uh, because that the face down was their really big hit, um, and they never really had another really big hit after that. Uh, but uh, they they're actually they're a really interesting band. I I <laughs> I, I like to I I know a lot of stuff about random bands because I, I watch a lot of like music YouTube like music review YouTube stuff, and uh, they're actually yeah. they're actually a Christian band.
1: No way. Yeah,
0: they're a Christian band.
1: Like, kind of makes, like, there's one song, I was going to say that kind of makes sense, because there's one song that's called Your Guardian Angel, that's also yeah. really but I guess that like, kind of relates to, like, religion in a way, and, like, Christianity, like, calling, like, Your Guardian Angel. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's so many songs that other artists write that have, like, religious names who... The artists themselves aren't religious at all yeah. so it's so interesting that, that you're saying that they're a christian bond because i would never have thought
0: yeah they're they're a christian band in the way that like uh like paramore is a christian band where they're all like super uh where the music itself is not super like devout christian stuff mm-hmm. um but they are all like devout christians uh so, just a very, a, a very little fun fact, yeah. So, uh, I, one I wanted to ask, uh, we were talking about the, I, I, we talked about the play reviews earlier. How's it been writing those?
1: Honestly, so much fun. Just because I've always wanted to be able to go to the ground and kind of experience the play experience and see what it's all about. I used to watch a lot of plays in Barbados. Um, But like you were saying with the music, it was at first a little bit challenging to describe productions, especially if they were productions that weren't necessarily ones that I would have chosen to go to if that makes sense. Um, so there like most of the time, maybe I'm contradicting myself a bit and saying that, but most like I do choose the plays that I go to review. But there's always going to be times where you think that a play is going to be one thing and then it turns out to be another. Mm -hmm. Um, And so being able to write accurately about how the production made you feel can indeed take me like two to three days, like you were saying, because it's really about making sure that you can get to the audience how it made you feel. And for example, there was one play in specific, or one production in specific, it was called Fall on Your Knees by um, Marie McDonald, And I rave about that production to this day. I went to the last production of the season a few weeks ago, and when I was sitting down, I just, I was wishing that I was watching Fall, uh, the Fall on Your Knees, the name of the production. I was wishing I was watching that again and that production was broken up into two parts I believe it was three hours each part it was a six hour production and I fell in love with that production it was so amazing it inspired me to read the book um, which I haven't done yet but I definitely will do over in the summer uh, but there was just so many things that happened that you would not have expected And I think one of the hardest things about writing a review on something like that was trying not to give away too much because you want, you don't want to be a spoiler, you know, like you want to encourage people to go and like watch it if they have the opportunity, maybe in another city or if it comes back around or read the book, but you don't want to tell them what happens because I think that's what made it the most exciting for me, Uh, kind of going in the, the cover picture was of a girl and, and a guy. And it looked like it was just like a romance kind of production. And Bernie and Shirley, that was so much more than just boy meets girl, you know? So yeah. I would have wanted to give that away in my article, but still keep the audience captivating. And that was a bit challenging. But overall, like being able to write for The Grand or for any um, theater has been so much fun, and I'm so excited to continue doing that. Like I said, they're closed for this season until September, but there's other places that do that are so big on theater, like Stratford. They have their uh, film festival in the summer, and I am really hoping that I will be able to go and review one of those. There's one in specific called Wedding Band, and again, it kind of gives you the fall on your knees vibe so i'm hoping to to be as satisfied or even more satisfied if i get to go and watch that and review it
0: i'm the i've i've done i've been to stratford for one of their plays before back in high school um because we always used to the the drama team would always put uh on trips to go to stratford and anyone in the school could go and my partner at the time was big into drama so i went and uh they did a production of to kill a mockingbird which is one of my favorite books one of my favorite movies Uh, that
1: is so cool
0: yeah and it was it was fantastic it was amazing so yeah if you if uh if you get the chance to go do some stuff at stratford oh man it'll be awesome and stratford's such a gorgeous city also um
1: yeah and it's like not too far away from london as well
0: no it's like it's only i think it's only like an hour at most um so yeah.
1: even, a, even a little bit under an hour, because I have a friend who she literally commutes for school. Like she drives from Stratford like every day. Big drive. To Cal- so it's not too far.
0: All right. So I got one more question before we get onto our uh, in our lightning round questions as we do. So uh one of your recent articles was on summer getaways. Um what's your dream summer getaway? And kind of an addendum to the question, does being from Barbados, uh, you know, kind of a, a warmer tropical island almost in a way, impact that choice? Because I know for me, being from Canada, if someone was like, hey, we're going on vacation to like, uh, uh, actually, I was going to say the Swiss Alps, but that'd be pretty nice. But like <laughs> going on going someplace cold, I'd be like, no, I'm okay. I'd rather go someplace warm.
1: Um, okay. Well, for your first question, I actually love this question. Um, but the first question my dream vacation. I actually think that I'm going on my dream vacation this year. I love traveling, so narrowing down a dream vacation is kind of difficult. But I am going to Italy for my 23rd birthday with my best friend, and there is a possibility that I might be going to Switzerland right after, so that would be quite an amazing holiday and a very fun way to spend my 23rd birthday um but in saying that there are still other places that would be quite dreamy like going to greece or italy on a hold is so big like i'm going to one area called um genova and there's little towns in genova like cinque terre I don't think i'm saying that right <laughs> and just like different italian named small towns Um, But there's the Amalfi Coast. So staying a dreamy country or a dreamy destination place is quite difficult. But definitely this summer, I am expecting to feel like I am in a dream when I visit Italy. Um, And then your question about whether or not being from Barbados impacts maybe my choice on vacations or the way that I view them. It doesn't. I... Sorry. I am... i love the heat but i also love the cold weather that's why i'm in canada so i i don't know like i I like to see different places that are warm weather but maybe a different vibe than barbados Mm -hmm. um barbados is very tropical very island time but being in somewhere like italy has a bit more historical um architecture and mm-hmm. tourist spots for me to explore that maybe Barbados doesn't have as much of. Um, so there's different, you know, like you were saying, seeing the Alps, that's like a different vibe to maybe Ontario. So it's kind of the same in that sense of, yeah, it's the same climate, but there's still so much other things for me to see.
0: Yeah. Really good answer. It's a good answer. It was uh, a long
1: am sorry.
0: No, it's all right. I... You, uh, I'm excited. That's, that's going to be a really cool trip, uh, to go, to go see, uh, Italy and and Switzerland. I, I want to go over and see a lot of Europe at some point. Um, but, uh, my, my, my big trip I'm planning right now is I want to, I want to do a road trip down to the, down through the States. Oh. Uh, I, I want to go from the East coast to the West coast.
1: So would that be, I'm like really bad at geography. Is the East coast, like. Baranf?
0: Uh, no, it would be. Oh, I did it wrong. So we're we're closer to the East Coast. We're kind of like a we're we're like New York area kind of. That's East Coast. And then I want to go down to the West Coast, which would be I'd be basically driving diagonally across America down to Nevada, California area.
1: Oh my, uh, gosh. that would be so cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's and my uh, and I had people be like, "Why not just fly there? If you're just gonna like, uh, you know." go there it's like no i wanted specifically i want to drive Mm -hmm. through the states and see everything in there because i think it'd be really cool it's like it's like a it's like a 45 hour drive or something like that
1: (laughs) oh my god
0: um so yeah uh all right lightning round questions so basically i'm gonna ask some questions answer them as quick as possible uh just first thing that comes to your head uh answer and yeah are you ready yeah all right favorite food
1: curry chicken
0: uh sweet savory or salty salty uh new music you're listening to right now
1: Uh, i don't know oh god um new music oh that song from sophia ritchie's wedding um i don't know the name of that but if you know you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you dance yes uh mountains or beaches
1: because
0: uh do you cook yes what's your favorite thing to make
1: um curry chicken.
0: <laughs> coffee or tea
1: tea
0: uh thousand dollars what are you buying
1: oh a trip
0: nice uh what's the silliest thing you've owned
1: hmm. the silliest thing i've owned i don't know maybe a toy for my cat <laughs>
0: <laughs> um and finally, what's your favorite story that you've written for the Intero Bank?
1: Oh, my favorite story. Um, there's a lot of them, but just on the spot, probably the one about COVID nineteen and mental health. Basically, just what it's like to come back after living through a pandemic and seeing the different um, effects that it can have on on people and how it can affect people so differently. That one was probably one of my favorite
0: ones. That one was a really good one. I remember that one.
1: I actually am working on one that I think might be my favorite, and it is about multicultural dating and like dating interculturally. Hmm. That one will be very interesting.
0: I'm excited to see it. All right. Perfect. Well, that's all I had. So thank you for coming on the podcast, Zoe. Really appreciate it.
1: Um, i feel like we didn't get to talk too much about this summer festivities in london Uh,
0: it is what it is we had it we it was a good enough podcast anyway
1: (laughs) we just had so much things to talk about that we got oh
0: yeah yeah and thank you guys for listening to another episode of the red couch podcast as always you can catch up with every episode on our website or wherever you get your podcasts pick up your copy of the navigator on newsstands now follow us on twitter instagram and Facebook. And be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all things fanshop. For the Entero Bang, I'm Ben Harrietha.